that you love Shape my life, oh God Let you touch Transform my heart Your forgiveness Save me from myself And let your word Be my drink What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We're in episode five. Episode five. So uh, I gave you about a month's worth of episodes, kind of get everybody caught up. Um, I had some people caught it in episode four and was like, I'm still in episode two. They were going back and forth with it. Um, That is not why I haven't been. (laughs) I haven't been doing uh, episode. Um, What happened was I actually uh, we went out of town the night I did episode four we went down to uh Alabama and did and and we're with uh Southside Church of Christ and so when I got back of course uh you're always tired from that trip <laughs> and I got back and then um I just got a little little behind uh, I wanted to do some more studying and finish up some books some writing some things I've been working on and I just let time get away from me and then I had to own it, and I was just like, I was just putting it off. And one of my friends, uh, Ashley, what's up, Ashley? She called and was like, I'm on my way to Dallas, and uh, I clicked your podcast because I wanted to <laughs> listen to an episode, and you didn't have it. And she was kind of going off on me, and I was like, about to give her an excuse and say, oh, I was out of town, I was doing this, and I was doing that. And then I just had to own it and say, you know, you was being just lazy. <laughs> there's no there's no other word you have to own it and say you just didn't do it you know you can't go out on this journey especially when you have uh, an obligation and, and a duty and people are looking to you because you have blessed them and you're in a space uh, where they're thirsty and hungry for what you have you really have to go out and say uh, it's my job and it's my duty to keep to keep doing what God puts on my heart you have to get comfortable saying that. And you knew you do need certain people to hold you accountable. And y'all forgive me if I don't sound if I don't sound the best. I, I was sick. I didn't want to leave with an excuse, <laughs> but I'm getting over a cold. This Texas weather is crazy. It's actually raining right now. So if you hear something, that's the Lord he giving me a man with the thunder. But <laughs> But uh, if you hear the rain outside, just uh, overlook it. We, we, it's raining here. It's cold here. Then it's hot. And I just woke up the other day. My throat was a little scratchy. So you may hear it in my, in my tone a little bit. Uh, but it's not. It's not um, intentional. And we're going to just overlook that. But like I was saying, you do need friends to hold you accountable uh, when you set out on this path to be great. You can write that down. 
And I don't mean just an average uh, fan. I do mean you have to have a friend to kind of tell you um, when to when you've let your foot off the gas. You know, you have to when you when you're traveling this road, you, you're going to need friends that are going to tell you, hey, slow down. You're going to, you know, and get rest. You're going to have to have a friend that that can tell you to pull over. You know, it's it's time to take a break. You're going to have to have that friend that can warn you you're about to miss your exit. They have to tell you when to get off of certain things. But you really need that friend that will let you know how you're going slow. And everybody's passing you. And I don't know if, if you know this or not, but uh, you got to put your foot on the gas and go. Because you have a destination. You have a place where you're trying to get. And you don't have a lot of time to get there. Uh, our days are numbered. Uh, God has placed us here on this earth to do certain things. And we have a we have a shot clock. And so you have to have that friend that'll say, hey, you got to do this. You know, uh, <laughs> you got to you got to you got to do that. And so you, you just you just have to have that. You have to have those people in your corner to say, what are you doing? Are you still doing it? You know, and, and she wasn't the only one. I got a lot of people that was like, where are your episodes at? Where is this? And where is that? And they don't know that you have other things going on and they don't care. And they shouldn't because you can never put the work behind because you have something else or something more important you have to learn to prioritize but also you have to produce you have to produce people are hungry they just want food when you go through the drive-thru you don't care what the workers have going on you know you pull up you order and you want your order and that's really what god is asking of us we have to produce uh, what's inside of us we have to keep it on the table we can't have a menu and then when someone says i need this uh, and you don't you don't have it available. And so when we when entrepreneurs or people who are just walking in our calling and in our gift, you can't advertise yourself as one thing. And when someone calls your number, you say, we're not serving that right now. We're out of this. We're out of that. And those friends and those people around you are going are going to be the ones to say, um, hey, put your foot on the gas. You know, you cannot cruise control your way to destiny. You can't cruise control your way to success. This is not a, a ride uh, for people who don't want to be aggressive. When you're working inside the will of God for God and for his people, you're going to have to press that, press that pedal and go. And like I said, there will be times you have to pull over. There will be times you have to rest. There will be uh, times you might need to take a break. You'll need that friend to tell you when to rest. But if you get that call and you get that nudge and, you know, and that and that push, they need to let you know, hey, this is what you said you was going to do. And you you kind of teasing me with it. You know, you put a little bit out, you do this, you do that, you know. And if you need prayer, let them know, hey, pray for me. I'm kind of struggling this week. People with uh, the abilities that we have and the uh, ambition that we have, we get burned out, too. That's why encouragement is such a thing. I always ask for feedback and encouragement, never validation. It's a difference. You know, yes, likes are cool and shares are cool. And but words mean way more to me than anything. And I and I receive all of those people. That's usually if you're around me and, you know, you say something to me. Most times my answer is, hey, I receive that. You always hear me. I always say that. I try to say it on social media. You know, I say it in person a lot. I receive that because I do. I want that. That's what I'm saying. I want that in my spirit. 
I want that, you know, on my plate. I want that on my table. I receive it. I want it. I take it because I want to know that it's effective. But we do get tired. And that's why you have to always encourage the encouragers. You know what I'm saying? You have to encourage. It's, it's, it's the same as in a relationship. If your girl is good at this, she, she wants. Yes, she wants the credit and, and, and the validation. She want to be, you know, you want to feel special. Y'all know how it go. But at the same time, that gives them fuel to keep going. That gives them <laughs> fuel to keep going. I remember Elena told me one time, uh, you know, if you tell me if, if if you tell me, you know, what you like about it, if you praise it, I got way more. <laughs> I got way more for you. And I never forgot that. Did I always do it? And no. <laughs> but I remember her saying, like, if you if you say this, if you do this, it just boosts me to want to do more for you. So when I say you have to encourage the encouragers and you have to uh let them know where you are with certain things they produce more and so the more people that would hit me up it was like man i gotta really get i really gotta put another episode out just because somebody needs it and they you know (laughs) it's blessing them and it's doing something for them i gotta do it so it's, it's 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 not validation or you're not trying to seek praise in that sense you know it's not about you know boosting your name it's about giving me that fuel for the work to continue so if you're not that friend i want you to become that friend to somebody i want you to sow a seed into somebody else's uh work somebody else's ministry somebody else's uh um put something else on somebody else's plate like i want you to make sure this week you should hear this on wednesday i think it's tuesday today my days are off y'all but uh you should hear this wednesday thursday whenever you play it before the week is out um, I want you to make sure that someone who has blessed your life and put something into you, make sure that you're telling them and they can get more and more and more from from you so they can give to you. Because we do uh, get tired and we do we can run the risk of a burnout. Um, and that's just the truth. That's just a harsh truth. Uh, This is the gifted connection. So everybody here, (laughs) you should know what I'm talking about. I mean, if you're here just to hear me, cool. Like, I'll take it. Hopefully I say something that'll get you on board with what we got going on. I want to take this far, man. I want this to be a group. I want this to be a thing. I want this to be, you know, something, uh, a mindset. And then and slowly we, we take it bigger than just this podcast or just a book or just a social media following. Like, we get together. And we made and we changed the world through what God put in us. That's what I stand for. That's what I believe. That's what I'm always preach. Like I'm always come from that angle with you, you know. And so uh, everybody on here, you know, kind of what I'm talking about. We get we get burned out with it. We get tired. There is uh, we doubt ourselves. And I don't care. And I don't. And, I, and I, it's kind of like in the uh, book of uh, Numbers uh, when God had told Moses to send out. Uh, people to spy out the land and and they <laughs> and they get there and they say we we became like grasshoppers to them but they really looked at themselves as grasshoppers sometimes some of us feel small serve a big god and feel small and so your encouragement and your words do go a long way 
I uh, hope you guys had a happy Easter. I'm trying to get all the uh, introduction stuff out the way. I'm trying to get past all of the <laughs> things that we may have missed. I don't think anything major, major has happened uh, in the world. But I'm just trying to trying to get through kind of the intro stuff. And then I'm going to get down to what we're here for. But I did want to thank everybody who has given me feedback for the first couple of episodes. I do appreciate it. Uh, it does go a long way. I, I really wanted to stress that. And I wanted to stress it uh, to gifted individuals because when you when you do something, you're going to need that encouragement. Your friends are everything. Your environment, your circle, whatever you want to call it, your group, your core, your boys, your girls. That's everything, man. Your support system, the pillars, the people that hold you up. That's everything. And I'm going to do a podcast on that later because uh, I'm in study on friendships. Uh, and, and and how you link up with people because it's not just networking networking is about business friendship holds me accountable with my business friendship holds me accountable with uh, my god and my spirituality uh, my relationship with christ friendship is is very important it's not the same as a as an acquaintance man i'm talking about friendship the ship the boat the relationship all of that relationships are important and so i want to get into that a little later but today i didn't have y'all forgive me for popping i don't know why i just did that <laughs> but today uh i want to kind of slow it down and i didn't have this written down i don't have any notes i knew i needed to do a podcast and i and i said a prayer right before i got on probably about an hour ago i said a prayer and I asked God, I said, can you um, can you show me, you know, what I need to put out this week? And I sat in silence for a while and, and he said, think about who you were. Think about where you were. And think about some of the things you felt. That's how we stay connected with people. We have to stay in touch with who we were and who we are. That's how we connect with our audience, with our um, family, our friends, people who look up to us. He said, Nathan, who are you? And although I am who I am now, and I've kind of always been this guy, I remember uh, a time when I wasn't certain about how I was going to introduce the man that you see before you in other words i had a problem saying who i was out loud i don't know i really hope that just made sense to you has anybody ever asked you who you were what you want to be what you want to do and you say something different than who you really are <laughs> Has anyone ever asked you about you and you give a safe answer? You give this normal answer and you give an ordinary response and God made you extraordinary and he made you supernatural and, and he made you to be like him. But you, you're giving something safe because not that you don't want to offend people. It has nothing to do with them. At this point, you don't even believe it. Is anyone else dealing with or struggling with 
themselves not believing who they really are, who they were really called to be. There's something that I do with some of my friends. I say, um, tell me your dream out loud. Like, say it out loud. If you start to tremble, if you start to shake, if you use a bunch of fillers like, um, and well, I, um, well, I kind of, if I, if I hear kind of, do you have confidence when you say your dream? When you, when you put it out into the atmosphere, when your words manifest what it really is, when it's not just on paper, when it's not just in your head, if I say, Hey, what do you do? What's your gift or what's your calling or why do you think you're here or what do you want to do with your life? Do you have confidence when you say it? I didn't. I knew a long time ago, like I knew a long (laughs) time ago uh, who I really was, but I would suppress it. And I can't even really tell you why it just didn't seem like what I was supposed to do. I can tell you one reason, because so many people spoke other things over me. You're going to be this, you're going to be that, and you're going to sing, and you're going to do this, and you're going to, you look like a football player, and you look, they started speaking so many things over me. And we do that with people. We do it with kids all the time. You see a little boy, oh, little man, what you going to play? Football? You going to play basketball? You going to play basketball? You going to, you know. We didn't leave room for them to be anything else. And hearing that enough times, you start to adopt the identity that everyone else placed on you. (laughs) And I'm going to show you where I'm going in a minute as to why I believe this happens. But I really want to stress right now. The importance of saying who you are to yourself. I want you to do this when you wake up in the morning or when you turn this podcast off or when you get out the car, just the next person that asks you something about you, give the real answer and see how comfortable you are giving the real answer about who you are. Give the, give the real answer, not who they would like you to be, not what sounds safe and what's comfortable. It's, it's, it's the trick that they use in the job interview. What is the first thing they tell you or they ask you rather? I'm sorry. When you go for an interview with a job, what do they say? So tell me about yourself. And you look up. They study that, too. They watch you. You look usually you look up in the air or you do some gesture with your hand or you wipe your mouth. Um, well, I'm you use that fake voice. Can you comfortably tell me who you are? I guarantee you. The people won't receive a gift you don't believe. I can take it a step further. You won't even be able to effectively give out a gift that you don't believe you truly possess. And I don't care how much they like your video. I don't care how much they told you you did good or how many pageants and concerts and plays and things you've done. And you can you can write the book. You can do whatever it is. But until you believe it, it doesn't have the same effect. You can tell someone who's doing it because it's a talent and someone who's operating in a gift that they really believe God gave them. And it's all in how you say it. Are you comfortable telling the people around you who you really are? Some of us suppress it because nobody else in the family does this. They're going to laugh at me. Uh, 
they're going to tell me where I come from, all of, all of the limitations uh, that I have. Just think. And and you're not as bold as Moses was when he said, hey, I'm just not it. <laughs> he just did. He didn't know. <laughs> God picked someone who who he was going to use that. Hey, he said, I didn't know that I was this. And God was like, that's the point I want, because I don't want you to be caught up in self. I want to create everything in you so you don't forget it was me who did it. Because when I start doing the miracles, it's going to be me doing those two. And I don't want them giving you all the credit. So I take a person that don't know themselves. But I'm talking about people. You actually do know you have this like Joseph when he knew he had that dream. <laughs> Y'all know I talked about this a couple of weeks back. You actually do know. But why don't you feel comfortable saying it? Why don't you feel comfortable doing it? Why don't you feel comfortable comfortable releasing it why do you stutter when you say what you really want to do i know that that just probably ruins somebody's day because they stutter when you ask them why you start blinking why you start wiping your corner of your mouth why why do your why does your tone change when i ask you something about yourself Ask yourself that. Why am I not comfortable saying who I really am? And this is tough, man, because a lot of times um, we don't know where it comes from because it started so early. Making us conform to the belief that someone else had on us, it starts early. And I want to get into a text really fast. Uh, Y'all know I'm going to read something out the Bible. I'm going to try to at least. There'll be times I won't. But I always believe that this is a living word. I believe that we have we we, we serve a, a living God and this is a living word. So as long as we live, it got to be something in there for me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand on that. I'm going to believe that. Um, but before I get into the text that I want to get into. Um, I love the the book of, of Genesis and I always have been a fan <laughs> of that book. It's crazy because you find everything in it. And I tell anybody yet, it's the it's the Genesis of God, uh, of of mankind. Uh, we see God first, we see the first man, we, we see the first sin. Uh, we see the first murder all in, you know, in chapter four with Cain killing his brother. We see a dysfunctional family, um, the the whole <laughs> lineage of, of Israel is dysfunction. It's breeded or bred, whatever the word is, in dysfunction. So we see a lot in Genesis, man. We really do. Um, and I love it. It's the genealogy of who we are and why we are and so I, I believe we skip around and we love to get to the cross and that's fine uh at the cross <laughs> at the cross we love that and it's and it's a reason for the cross i believe that but i also believe you have to study the origin of a thing to under to truly understand it and if we were first introduced in genesis i'm going to go there uh as a reference point when i'm trying to close a case or open an investigation rather on who I am 
I'm going to go to the book of Genesis because I'm probably going to find it in there. And I believe the whole Bible serves that purpose. You know, it's for our learning. Like I said, it's a living word. But I also believe that that genealogy, that Genesis, you know, um, is there, especially when it comes to family matters and when it comes to the person and identity, identity issues are in Genesis. Family issues are in Genesis. So I love it. I love um, I'm going to be in Genesis chapter three. So I'm going to give you some time if you want to be heading over there. But I'm just going to set it up real quick. Uh, before we dive off into the waters, I love in Genesis chapter one, God, uh, he introduced himself and showed everything and created everything. He was, I always tell people he was showing off. That's, that's God. Like if you were a God, wouldn't you say, boom, light, ha, ah. <laughs> let there be, ah, that's light. Let me separate mm, waters, mm, space and time. Small light here, a little light there. He's just showing that. With my words, I can do this. It's power. It's it's a work of art. It's it's man. It just draws you in to read Genesis chapter one. And sometimes we read it so fast that we don't understand this personality is doing it first. And then he creates us and says, I'm going to do it in my image. And then I want you to uh, be fruitful and multiply. I want you to reproduce relationships. You know, he does it all. And then he from the dust, he creates man and then he creates man. And, and, and then he says, uh, it's not good that he's alone. I have a relationship with him and I want him to experience relationships. So I give him something. Wow. You know, we, and, and, and I'm I'm going somewhere with it because I want you to see that uh, he God is really good at putting things out there in the atmosphere and saying it and speaking it. And then he gives you that power and we don't use it. I know that hurt, but it's there. <laughs> it's in the Bible. You have to know what kind of God you have. And some of us, our prayers are in vain because we don't even know the God of Genesis one. We're begging and pleading and not even realizing we're, we're talking to a person that said, let there be. And it was there. And I want you to understand that uh, he, he knew the needs of what he created he knew the environment and knew what and what needed to be in it but he also knew when he put adam there what adam needed to further the gift please write that down don't miss that and like i told y'all that's that just came to me i don't have any notes i'm just going off the top of my head but when you have a gift and you're putting it out there god knows the kind of support system that you need to further what you're doing you don't have to beg for support he said it's not good for me to give Adam this assignment and for him to have it alone. Now, where you're going to go wrong is when you try to uh, outsource from God and do it yourself. You want to I'm going to pick my people. I'm going to pick my crew. I'm going to pick my team. That's not really how that works. That's why he put Adam to sleep. Because you can't pick your relationships. He says, I'm going to perform surgery on you I'm going to have to, I the reason <laughs> I'm going to know what you need because I'm going to take something out of you but he had to put him asleep to do it because you cannot perform surgery on someone that's awake they'll interfere they'll reject they won't let it happen all the way just by human nature they won't do it 
And so sometimes you have to take a step back and allow God by process to let people enter your life. Stop forcing the relationships. Write that down. You're gifted. You have this thing on you. You have this anointing. You have this calling. You have uh, this business. You have this assignment on your life, but you're trying to force the right people in. Your prayer needs to be, God, uh, give me what's good for me like you did for Adam. He knows what you need because he's the God of Genesis 1. And so in Genesis 2, he's going to know what you need. But allow him to perform it. The reason your relationships are not good is because you're picking them. You're asking God to bless what you chose. And it doesn't fit in it or it doesn't align with your calling and what you have going on. You're asking God to bless what you would like. And we're going to get into that. That's why I'm going into chapter three. But this is so we got the, we got the God of Genesis one. We got the uh, the God of our needs in Genesis two. He knew what Adam needed. He designed Eve specifically for the need of the assignment that Adam already had on his life, which means there are people in place for you already that are just designed to make your gift go further and keep you in perfect peace during the process. So they're not, they may not be business oriented, but they're, they, they're there for support. They're there for your eyes when you don't have the right eyes. They're the pick me up that you need sometime. They may prep the food that you need sometime. Uh, they may be your listening ear or they may be the voice of reason. But they're created specifically for the assignment that God placed on your life. And I don't care if that's a spouse, uh, a partner or a friend. The support system that you need is out there, but you're going to have to pray that you have the God of Genesis one and two and say, give me what I need. Because when you start going off what you think you need or what's appealing, you end up in Genesis chapter three. Let God be God and you be you. That's the hardest thing for individuals who have what we have and have a calling on our life and have this gift and have this talent and have this this thing we're gonna call it a thing because i don't know what your thing is but the hardest part is to be so gifted and 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 so anointed and forget that god still has to be god that's the struggle that we're about to read in genesis 3 you gotta let god be god man you really do. You got to let God be God. And so what I want to get into, I talked about earlier in the intro. I talked about, is it comfortable for you to say out loud what you really do? Who you really are. When you walk in the room, do you start to suppress? If someone asks you who you are, what you do, can you say? I want y'all to be honest with yourselves, not me. I know me. You ask me now, I'm going to rattle it off. You asked me a couple years ago, I probably make up something. And I'm about to tell you why. Meet me in Genesis chapter three. So when we get into chapter three, we're in the garden. God has already uh, gave Adam uh, Eve and he's already provided for the both of them. And they have their assignment and he's released them. That's 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 important. He's already he's released them now to live and be fruitful and multiply 
fill the earth. You see what I'm saying? So he, you, you have to understand that there's a release that's taking place. And I'm looking over <laughs> the scripture, but uh, they have it. And I want you to drop down to chapter. Um, I'm sorry. I'm in chapter three. Drop down to verse six. Matter of fact, no, we'll start. We'll start with with first one. It says the snake was the most clever of all the wild animals and the Lord that the Lord God had made. The snake spoke to the woman and said, woman, did God really tell you that you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman answered to the snake, no, 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 no. We can eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but there's one tree we must not eat from. And God told us, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not even touch that tree or you'll die. But the snake said to the woman, you ain't going to die. God just knows that if you eat the fruit from that tree, you will learn about good and evil and then you'll be like him. And verse six is where it gets good. The woman could see that the tree was beautiful and the fruit looked so good to eat. She also liked the idea that it would make her wise. So she took some of the fruit from the tree and ate it. Her husband was there with her. So she gave him some of the fruit and he ate it. Then it was as if their eyes were opened and they saw things differently. They saw that they were naked. So they got some fig leaves and sewed them together and wore them for clothes. And during the cool part of the day, the Lord God was walking in the garden. Here's God. And the man and the woman heard him and they hid among the trees in the garden. And the Lord God called to the man and said, where are you? And the man said, I heard you walking in the garden. And I was afraid. I was naked. So I hid. I want you to highlight uh, verse 10. That's verse 10. That's where I want to come from today. The man said, God, I heard you walking in the garden and I was afraid. I was naked. So I hid. And I want you to really, really pay attention in verse 11 because God doesn't address the three things. His fear, his nakedness and him hiding. God says to the man, verse 11, who told you you were naked? Did you eat from that special tree that I told you not to eat from? And the man said, no, <laughs> the woman you put here with me gave me that fruit. So I ate it. And the Lord God said to the woman, what have you done? And she said, the snake tricked me. So I ate the fruit. I want to stay in verse 10. It said, I heard you walking in the garden and I was afraid I was naked. So I hid. My question to you is who told you you were naked? Who told you you were naked? I'm going to play God in this sense. And when you give me uh, your excuse, I'm going to ask you, who told you that? Who told you you were naked? Verse 10, he says, I was afraid, I was naked, so I hid. That's three things. Fear, shame, and then hiding. I like to think that verse 10 
is the one thing that will stifle most of our progress as a gifted individual uh, in this culture. Being afraid, trying to cover ourselves because of shame and hiding who we really are. Who told you you were naked, though? I want you to explore that question. I want you to look back over your life. I want you to um, see if you can remember some of the things that may have been said to you over the years or over the course of your life. But somewhere along the way, somebody made you doubt something about yourself. Somebody made you believe something about yourself. And that's why you cover yourself with leaves. But this scripture is deeper than that. Because it explores a boundary and gifted people, you have to have boundaries set. There are f- there's a freedom in boundaries that's not there outside of the boundary. Do you realize that in this text there was bondage outside of the boundary? I don't ever want you to step outside of a boundary based on a lie and suffer fear and shame. And go into hiding. Because you believed a lie. Humans are wired that we have to believe something. There's no one on earth that doesn't believe anything. That they don't, they just don't believe nothing. We're wired a certain way. We have to believe something. So if we don't believe in the truth, we automatically believe a lie. That's just how we're made up. If we don't believe the truth, the truth. We're going to believe a lie. And most of us don't believe a truth we don't know. You have to understand what God said about you is the truth. And you have to stay within those boundaries. You have to always walk by a faith and not by sight. The Bible says, and you just read it, that Eve could see that the fruit looked good she's walking by sight but the devil had already already I'm sorry approached them with this belief system that God was lying to them about who they really were and he was keeping something from who from them about who they really could become is your belief in what Christ said about you you have to ask yourself that because culture is about to present you with a bunch of options what this text shows us is that when you're gifted or when you have ability or when you have the right to do something a lot of doors swing open for you that is what this text revealed when you're walking in your purpose and in your calling you're going to be approached by good and evil and you're going to have to stay within a boundary in order to protect your gift Otherwise, you'll step out into something. And it'd be a lie. And you start to cover yourself. Because of shame. Some of you right now aren't doing everything that you're supposed to be doing. Because of fear and shame. You don't think that who you used to be. (laughs) People will accept it now. I've been there. You don't think that what you used to say and do matches up with how they'll perceive you now. That's fear and shame. 
what happened in this text was Adam and Eve showing us that when we believe the lies that other people tell us or that other people speak over us or the things other people offer us when we walk through those wrong doors, that we lose our ability to be uh, vulnerable with God. Why would the God who created them need to not see the real them after sin? That's why he only addressed that. He said, who told you you were naked? He asked them, who told you? Who said you was naked? Like, why? I didn't. You had to have done something I told you not to do because now you have conscience and now you have awareness of something that you didn't have. You were flowing freely in what you were doing until you did something you wasn't supposed to do or you took some advice from somebody else or you believed the lie from somebody else or they spoke something over you that I didn't say and now you're covering yourselves from me. Like I didn't create you and like I ain't never seen you. Like I don't know you. Adam, I just put you to sleep and gave you Eve and y'all been naked. Why are you covering yourself? And do you realize what shame will do? Shame will make you grab the closest thing to you. It will make you accept things that aren't that that aren't the best for you. That ain't what God has called for you to have. They put leaves on themselves. Leaves don't even cover you up. Now they got creative. They sold them together. But uh, leaves can't really, really cover all of you. They may have covered their private parts. The parts that we don't want anybody to see. And I'm going to, you know, keep it clean. But I think the leaves were just to cover their private parts. Why is it that when we start believing lies of other people or that people have spoken over our lives, that we start to cover our innermost parts from everybody else? Who told you you were naked? Your gift is one of your innermost parts and, and, and it's who you are at your core. And you've used leaves and figs to cover you yourselves out from God the person that wants to release through you you're ashamed because of lies that you've believed somebody told you this somebody told you that somebody somewhere along the way told you you wasn't that good or you'll never be this or you'll never be that or you're fat or you're short or you're small or you're not that good or you should have done this you should have went to school here you should have done that you start to believe who told you you were naked when did you step outside of the boundary and start hearing other voices that ain't mine the first thing that the devil did was say did god really say he presented his side of things first he didn't lead with the fruit he led with the lie and gifted people, I want you to understand the other voices that you hear that have gotten you where you are to where you suppress and you take whatever you can find to cover up who you really are. And you want, don't want to be vulnerable and open with God anymore so you can fully release who you, who you, who he called you to be. Is because someone led with a lie. Someone's, they gave their opinion of you. And the devil told, he, <laughs> he told them, God, he just know this. He said that if you do this, you'll just be. He gave a whole different side. It wasn't rooted in the truth. It just sound, it sounded good, but it was his opinion of God's creation. Y'all could be so much more. Y'all listen to him. 
He don't want y'all to have this. Y'all could Adam and Eve. Y'all know y'all. Y'all know y'all could be. And our culture is is attacking gifted individuals. Most people that are under attack is is some is, are people who have something so buried deep within them that could save an entire generation, a, a family, a bloodline. And the devil came to you with something. Culture said, "Girl, you know you you can do this. You ain't gotta be doing that." That's some church stuff. That's some. He just wants you to do that. Oh, that boy you date. He just wants you to. That's what mama believes. That's what daddy believes. And you don't have. Not only do you have to be aware of people crossing a boundary, you have to have boundaries set. I want you right now to write this down. Let me set a boundary that a lie can't cross. In order to protect my gift, I'm about to set a boundary that someone just can't say something and I go with it because it sounds good. I have to have a boundary that protects the truth about me. Adam and Eve didn't really have a truth about themselves. God had released them without them having full identity of who they really were because he wanted them to develop. He had already given them assignment. <laughs> he had already said it was good. You can read the God of Genesis 1. I've been talking about that. It was good. Man was very good. I created this and it was good. I say let there be and it was good. It was good. It was good. God called you good a long time ago. What do you believe? And when someone crosses that boundary and says, yeah, you good because he said it. But if he if, if, if he's so good to you, why he got this control over you? Girl, that's your gift. That's really what the devil was saying. That's yours. And, 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 and you start to believe certain things that are outside of the will of God when you don't set a boundary. God set the boundary. Adam and Eve didn't. <laughs> God said, don't eat. But he left it up to them because he said, have dominion. And, and, and he said, let them rule. If they're going to rule, they're going to have to set their own boundaries to do it. If I said it, I got a rule. If you're going to carry this thing you got to the next level, you got to set the boundary. Stop saying God don't want me to have and God don't want me to do. That's what the devil said. Adam and Eve didn't have a boundary set. They knew the rules. But they didn't have the boundary set. Eve even added to it. Oh, we shouldn't eat it and we shouldn't even touch it. She knew the parameters. She didn't have a boundary set, though. Guidelines ain't the same as a boundary. And you have to put up a wall and a boundary to, that filters out lies, even about yourself. So when your parents kind of have another perception of you, but you know God called you to do this, you're going to have to go that way. And I'm not saying your parents mean you any harm. I'm just saying the boundary says this is who I am and this is what I got to do. And I'm going to have the meaning power and I'm going to let them rule and I'm going to rule the earth with this gift and with this assignment. I really can't take what you're saying over me. Because if I take it and I believe it, I'm in a state of consciousness about what you said. And then I'm second guessing God and then I'm covering myself with leaves. And then the question on the table is, who told you you was naked? <laughs> now something that wasn't a problem is a problem because of a lie. So who told you uh, you being this certain way 
is a problem. Do y'all realize that? People's image of themselves is a is problematic now. Who told you you was ugly? Who told you you was fat? Who told you this? Who told you you didn't look good and you wasn't handsome and you were who told who said all of this? Why are you hiding yourselves as if I didn't create you to be this? Why you have a you have an awareness that you didn't have about yourself because of a lie. Now you shame. Yeah, you're scared of me. You're scared to be vulnerable and open with God now because you believe the lies of everyone else. You've, you've let two voices or outside voices rather and you're at war with God's voice and man's voice. But God is the one who gave you what you have. Who told you you were naked? So you know why you stutter and you stumble over who you really are? It's because that's that's your leaves. That's your that's your fear. That's your it's it you have to be vulnerable with a person to tell them and uncover and show your private innermost part of who you are. I don't want to give that to everybody. Baby girl, your gift is connected to that. Boss, your gift is connected to that. They want that real. You're going to have to take them leaves off and you're going to have to not believe lies, but you also have to protect yourself from them. This wasn't just about sin. This was about identity. The bigger picture is that not knowing who you are identity wise will lead to disobedience and disobedience is the sin. Some of you are sinning because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You suppressing who you really are when you're supposed to be somebody else is a sin. You might not want to hear that, but that's the truth because it's disobedient. I put you here to do this. And you're not you're just not going to do it. Because you you believe the lie. You went with what somebody else said. And so you start to take on the fruit of other people and not produce your own. You start taking what they say and what they offer about you and you don't you're not producing your own fruit. They had every other tree. The garden was theirs. Eden was perfect. It wasn't nothing wrong with that. Look at the word. It was paradise. But even in good places and in good things, you have to have the boundary set because I took that fruit from somebody else. And now it's it's stopping me from producing what I need to produce because now I'm ashamed because it was I realized it was a lie. Filter and vet those people who come to you and say and start speaking things over you. Everybody that lay a hand on you ain't good. Everybody that pray over you ain't got your best interest at heart. And even some of the people that grew up with you, some of the people that raised you. They don't know that innermost part of you. And so they're saying what sounds good and they're making you second guess your creator by saying, girl, you you really going to do that? You just going to sit over there and do that? Yes. I'm called to do it. Don't try to offer me nothing else. Don't try to offer me another lane, another way. Because I don't know about that fruit. It could be a lie. And I want to ask you a question. Who told you you were naked? Who in your life spoke something over you that wasn't true and you bit that fruit? 
and then you realized <laughs> now you're not comfortable with who you really are that's what that sin was this ain't nothing deep I just wanted to put something on your heart tonight this ain't this ain't <laughs> this is not a master study why aren't you comfortable with you after you've heard from other people that's really that's really the question And you're not going to do what you're supposed to do. You're not going to become who you need to become because you're uncomfortable with other with with yourself now because you believe the lie from somebody else. I want you to <laughs> come back in, come back home. I want you to come back home and realize who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what they said, what they really believe. I want you to say, I'm about to be vulnerable with God again. I'm about to open up my innermost parts so he can expose them. He created me the right way. The person that I want to be, my family may not understand it. My girlfriend may not understand it. My husband may not understand it, but I got to do it because it's me. Whatever someone said to me as a kid at eight, at 10, at 15, uh, you know, my first relationship. Sometimes our grandparents spoke things of us. What sometimes people want to give you what they want. I'm not making it up. The devil wanted to be like God. So that's what he introduced to them. <laughs> People may give you what they want. And you take it because they make it sound so convincing because they have a passion about it because they wanted it. And they, oh, you can do it. You can do this. And they force you into something else. The devil wanted to be like God. He wanted praise. So he lied his way into their mind saying, you ain't got to do it that way. He just know you'll be like him because secretly he wanted to be like him. Make sure somebody's not imposing what they would like to have onto you. And then you take it and it's not really you. Be who you was called to be. I don't know another way to tell you. Be who you was called to be. You got to have a wall up. You got to have a boundary up. You got to have, you know, it was a song. I only have eyes for you. You got to have ears for God. And that way, when someone speaks something that's not of God, you can say, hey, he cool. He ain't talking to me, though. I'll say that in a minute. I'll thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. But I know if you're talking to me, if you're talking at me. Some people speak to your soul. If you don't hear me say I, I receive it, I probably didn't receive it. I don't receive everything. This is rich. And I wish I had time. I don't even know how long I've been going. I'm going to have to cut it off. But this is so rich. People spoke things over us. And sometimes it was just what they wanted. This, this is what the devil wanted. He couldn't have it. So he wants it through you. But that ain't the real you. And you biting the fruit it ain't for you that ain't for you that wasn't what you were supposed to have now you're ashamed and you and you in chapter 3 verse 10 i was afraid and i was ashamed and i and and, and i hid and your gift is under all three of those your fear your shame and it's tucked ducked off somewhere your potential is under there the legacy for your family is under there. 
the wife you could have been is under there. It's in verse it's in verse 10. But the answer is in verse 11. Who told you you was naked? Some of you at the same job because of your verse 10s. You won't ever leave. <laughs> the money you could have made is in verse 10. But you're going to have to address the question in verse 11 to figure it out. Who you could have been is in verse 10. It's, it's in there. It's there. God is coming after them and they're running from God. Why? Because I'm afraid. I'm ashamed because I don't want to. I don't even I don't feel comfortable around God and who I really am anymore. I'm covering myself up. I want you. I want to do you one better. They covered themselves up from each other. <laughs> They've been naked around each other the whole time. They took leaves to cover themselves up from each other. When did we start not being able to be our natural selves around everybody else? When we started believing lies? Who told you you were naked? I don't really have like, <laughs> I'm not going to go past that. But I want you to examine that. There may be some people you have to face and say, you said this to me long time ago and I bought it that ain't really me mama that ain't me daddy that ain't me I had to tell your friend that ain't me I don't know but I'm about to take these leaves off cause I got a gift inside me buried under my fear buried beneath my shame hidden somewhere in the, in, in the cave of my disobedience to who I really am that ain't me I'm coming out now. And God will restore who you need to become. I don't, I'm not sure what happened. And it could have been uh, you were misled. You were lied to. You were abandoned. You were abused. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. Some of you lost yourselves in a relationship, in a marriage. Suppressed who you really were to be with them. You took some fruit. Who told you you were naked? They should have been promoting who you really were. And they were telling you ain't that. I don't see that in you. I don't think you can do that. Get you somebody that would tell you all that you can be. They need to be the loudest person in the room. About what you can be. Now they should be able to correct you. But get you some friends. If your friend gets talking about girl. I don't, I don't see that in you. That's the same as I don't see it in myself. They're still they're still covered up. Because people who are free, they trying to tear the leaves off of everybody. And they want everybody to be released and everybody to be free, free from shame, free from hiding and free from fear. And they want you to attack and be who you really are so you can have dominion. Let them rule. Who told you you were naked? Get you some people that's going to drag the leaves off you and say, this is who you really are. I'm not sure what the devil told you. But some of you know you're gifted. You just believed the lie a long time ago, and now it's cover. It's a covering over. Man, I would. I ain't gonna stay on that. I ain't gonna stay on that. I'm just glad y'all still with us. We gonna get deeper into some stuff. I really hope this makes sense because I pray for clarity. I really do. But I think the question is simple: Who said something to you that exposed shame in you? Now, they they put an awareness on you that's outside of what I said.
I know what Genesis 3 is about as far as sin and falling and temptation and desire and ambition unchecked. We're going to get into that because desire and ambition unchecked will leave you open to take fruit you don't need. Ah, I better stop. But but I really wanted to spin the question that God asked them. Why do you know that? But more importantly, why are you covering it for me? If the devil can get your relationship with God to be one that's closed off where you don't feel like you can really reveal yourself to God. He knows that God can really take what's inside of you and it be used for his glory. I think I'm I think I'm coming home with clarity now. If the devil knows that you'll never be who you really are. You'll never answer the call. You'll never work in the anointing. The oil won't flow past you because you're covering yourself up from God. Who told you you were naked? Release that. Go back to where to the drawing board where it's just you and God and say what you want from me. You know, I got this talent. You know, I got this gift. Help me expose it. Take the leaves off me. I don't want to cover up. I'm not shamed. I'm not scared. And I ain't hiding no more. I'm coming out and I want them to know. I want them to know it was you. I ain't believing no more lies. I'm, I think I'm pushing for clarity right about now. I'm getting excited. So I'm gonna quit. But I really want you to say that. I don't even remember who told me I was naked, but I'm fine with it. No more. And so when I ask you, when I see you, or when someone asks you, when I see you, you're not, you're not running from, <laughs> from the call. You ought to be able to say who you are with conviction. And the reason some of us don't have a conviction because a long time ago, somebody exposed a nakedness in us and made us feel ashamed about who we are. <sighs> Let me know if, if you get that, if that's powerful, if that's strong, if that works. I'm going to get off here because I'm probably pushing some time. I don't even know where I'm at, man. I really just wanted to talk tonight. I didn't want to get too deep. But identity is everything. Identity is everything. Come on.